Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours. Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and other creatives about the best and worst jobs that they've had to do to get by. Today I am joined by a comedian and I've forgotten um, some sort of admin... Money's in trust officer. Money and trust officer, <laughs> uh, Jamie Ellison. Hello. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, I I wouldn't trust you with money. <laughs> uh, why... Why do you do that job? Do that like is, it? It's an admin job that is very friendly to comedians' hours. Oh, cool. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was able to leave early today because uh, nice. I said, I've got a gig. Yeah? Is, kind of. Is this the gig? Yes. Nice. But I just I didn't want to get on the Northern Line when it was the Northern Line. Oh, rush so, hour. Yeah. Yeah, to the, uh, the, the studio. To uh, the studio that we're in. Yeah, where I sleep and keep all of my things. Yeah, the bin bag's a bit weird, but... Yeah, that's the Home. toilet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, what um, am I doing with this cup? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. You just chose to piss in that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even need to go. That's what was weird. Oh. But. Wow. So, uh, snapshot <laughs> into the uh, the life of the studio. Uh, I mean, I suppose we'll, we'll go what the people paid for. Uh, the big question. What's the worst job you've ever done? Oh, ah, straight into it. Wow, we're yeah. not even leaving up. Uh, no, I mean, if you want it. It I... was actually, it was with your current boyfriend. <laughs> My uh, current. Josh. Not, not the next one. Yeah. Josh Masson. Yeah. Uh, and it was in, it was 12 hours. It lasted for 12 hours. Yeah, a shift. Things, things often do with Josh. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was in a warehouse, um, that, uh, another comedy promoter had found us a job. Cause I was really desperate. This was in between jobs. Um, and it was it was working for a a popular package courier, and it was just packaging um, boxes and items for twelve hours from a conveyor belt onto pallets over and over, over and over. And when we got there, no one said like, "We're your line manager. This is what you do." There was just a hustle of people going, "You stand there. You move that there," and within an hour. Um, I'd cut my hand open. Yeah. And I didn't. It was literally like being back at school. Like, oh god, all the bigger boys are around me. So I hid it. I got blood on about fifty packages. Um, Can you imagine receiving one of those packages? I know. I was because I was tempted to write like, "Help me." On there, blood. Or even just just something horrific like Bush knew, and then just hand it on or turn around. Imagine getting a package where it says turn around written in blood. Oh my god. And then someone's proposing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that that's the one that springs to mind as the, the I think just because the point I was in my life. So I'd i just quit a job as a business analyst in like north north London. Mm-hmm. Uh, up at Hartford. I was like, I need to be working in, in London. Mm-hmm. And then this was in Woking, I think. That's is, not London. No, is it? it's not, no. <laughs> So the 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 additional depression of like I have to spend sixteen pounds on a train mm-hmm. to do this shift, um and yeah so we we both lasted one shift and I still say it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst well, job. Should say that my current boyfriend uh, is also in the room. Yes, yes. but that's not Josh. Graham, Graham's here. No, Josh uh, is in the on the Chalange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the studio. Yeah, um, um, I wouldn't drink in that cup, Josh. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is? I mean, I heard about that job, and I think you did well lasting one shift. Uh, to be honest, uh, but what is the worst job that you have done uh, over a, a longer term? Um. So I, straight after university, I was. I had two jobs at the same time. Yeah. That were equally awful for separate well, oh. kind of same reasons. I worked in a nightclub on the oh. VIP bar. Nice. And it was called Lava Ignite in Northampton. That sounds great. Yeah. And uh so that was in the evenings and during the day I would work at a golf club, um, which was about four miles out of Northampton. And because I was so poor, a lot of the time I couldn't afford a taxi or a bus. There's no bus to took you there. Yeah. So I just walk from oh. my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my. So the the worst <laughs> of that was, 
sometimes I do the Sunday at the golf club. Yeah. Which was normally Sundays at a golf club where at the venue you've got christenings or someone's stupid birthday. Yeah. Uh, or funerals. wedding. Yeah. Yeah, funerals or just people playing golf. Yeah. But you you're looking at work and maybe from seven AM to like ten PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get get home and then on the Mondays I'd have to go up to the university campus and sell tickets for the nightclub, oh. which is even more depressing because I'd just left the university as the vice president of education and welfare. Yeah. So people who'd saw me as like, oh, that guy helps us with our courses or he, he gets us drunk. Um, I was on campus like, do you want to buy a ticket for this nightclub? <laughs> so that was like heartbreaking. And then uh, so I'd, I'd be on campus all day. I'd be selling tickets. Then I'd have to get the bus that we, we ran a bus from the campus to the nightclub. And on the last bus, I'd have to get on it, go into the nightclub, get changed into a really nice uh, top that was a size too small for me. Yeah. And jump on the VIP bar uh, and serve. So then I'd serve drinks until uh, 3 a.m. Then we'd clean up the nightclub, which is its own little horrific job, uh, until 5 a.m. I'd go home and sometimes I'd have Tuesday off mm. from the golf club. Sometimes I wouldn't. So it'd be go home, catch an hour's sleep, walk to the golf club, oh, God. do a shift at the golf club, and then um, uh, then kind of rest for a whole day. And the, the boys I lived who I lived with actually got me a foot spa. Because oh. uh, after that cycle, there was a, a good solid like, day where I couldn't walk. Yeah. And it was once a week. I just, I can't walk today. So we put the feet in the foot spa, watch a bit of sky. Yeah. Um, so that was awful. Because the the people in the nightclubs were very, uh, like, just awful, awful customers. Like, you never get a tip. On on New Year's, I worked New Year's Eve and I made a pound. Oh, mate. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I hadn't earned that pound, though, to be fair. No. I just kept it back for me. Um <laughs> You don't get, uh, yeah, both were just terrible. And the the golf club really entitled people. Yeah. Um, like you'd be like, oh, oh, we need to close up the bar now because I haven't slept in two days. And they'd be like, well, can we have one more pint? I'm like, well, no, just I hate you. Yeah. And they'd they'd drink about eight pints and then go drive because it was the outskirts of Northampton. And I genuinely each each Sunday I was like, I really hope you crash. Your yeah. car into someone else who's on their way here. <laughs> so we take out more people. Yeah. In fairness, uh, my my father is a golfer, but like a nice person, uh, and he looks down on those guys oh, uh, who exist at, at his golf. But uh, there was one that he used to go to, and uh, there were. I mean, it was up in the hills of Lancashire. And uh, there were so many car crashes because people were just mm, yeah. driving home. Uh, and, well, you Because there's never like a bus that goes to a golf course. No, and they've got to be far away. You can't no. run in a town centre, can you? Uh, eventually, I got a bike and I'd cycle there. Yeah. But then cycling actually on the road of the golf course, I'd be like, people are driving this way who've had like five points. Yeah. It's um, dangerous. But they're like, well, no, it's fine. No, it's not, though. I should have. If I if I was smarter, I would have just timed it that I, one of them hit me. Yeah. And either I'd get a nice payout mm-hmm. or died. Yeah. Which, win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is bleak. Yeah. Uh, who was the most uh, very important person that you served at the, uh, the nightclub? Oh. oh, there was a guy from EastEnders. He was all right. Yeah. Who I got it? a picture with him. I can't remember his name, but I got a picture with him. He was genuinely really nice. And I met Dave Benson Phillips. I don't know who that is. Dave Benson Phillips used to do Get Your Own Back on Children's TV. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I watched that. Lovely, lovely black guy. Really friendly. Um, boy. <laughs> I'd just done the, the student shift on the, on the bus. Mm-hmm. And I came into the changing room. And he was in the corner talking to... Uh, the bar manager and I thought it was just one of the staff I thought it was like one of the bar staff or a bouncer so I came in took my shirt off because I was getting changed and I just went oh, fucking students I hate them I hate them so much God, oh, oh, they're just singing oh, get, 
it's not even called UCN. Like they used to sing this song about the university being called UCN, but it was the University of Northampton. There was no college anymore. Oh. So I was like, it's not even a college. Why are you singing it? I was ranting, turned around, and <laughs> my manager was like, get to the bar now. Because <laughs> like, that's <laughs> obviously not made a good impression. Yeah. And, but Dave Benson Phillips was like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <I'm> not. <laughs> I came back in later and it, it, he was doing stuff on stage, you know, student nightclubs when you gunge people. Yeah. I came I came back afterwards and he was like, hey, do you want a picture? And I was like, no, can I just have a hug, please, Dave? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay. Oh, that's so a hug. Sweet. Yeah, he was, he was a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, we had a Northampton rugby team came in. Yeah. Uh, the Saints, and they, because on the night it was 79p for a bottle of VK. What? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is only about 2% in it. Yeah. And it tastes but, like blue. So, because I was in the VIP bar, they just bought like 12 crates and <laughs> said, just put them up on the bar and open them all. Yeah. So all the captains of the sports teams were coming in and grabbing them, and the Saints were like, well, yeah, that one crate just cost us a tenner. We don't care. Yeah. So they were just getting everyone drunk. Um, great. Yeah, I had a better time than the other guys because I was the VIP bar, which meant it was all my friends from the university were coming in. Yeah. Um, so I could have fun. And you, it was my job to give out a free bottle of champagne to anyone who was like important, so right. like an actual captain on a sports team. And they were pretty like loose with how we could treat it. So sometimes I'd pretend to open it and then splash people. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that's crazy, this bar. Oh, yeah. we have so much fun. <laughs> how long did that last? those two jobs together. I think that was about eight months really yeah. that's a long time yeah and I was that was hell like um, um, the guy I was I was living with a few of the lads from university and one of them actually like now and again he'd help me out with rent and he'd be like you can sort me out later because I was, I was always broke mm. um, but then after that they got me into Barclays Barclays was a big hire in Northampton yeah and we got one through the door, and then he got another one in, he got another one in. Yeah. Um, so I think there's still, like, 12 of our people nice. who we all went to uni working in Northampton Barclay Guard. Good work. Yeah, yeah, really good job, yeah. They're yeah. good, good hire. Yeah. But that was great. Quitting the job at the golf club felt amazing. Yeah. When I knew I was going into an office job. Oh, yeah. That is, uh, it's glorious, isn't it? Yeah. Like, come on, come on, be a dick to me. Come on, it's my last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they got me a card and everything, but I was I was just, it was nice because my last shift ended up being one of them Sunday shifts that I hated because it was all the Sunday drinkers. Yeah. And I was just looking at them like, I'm so glad I never have to see you again. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, I hope you're listening to it from the grave. Yeah, that you drove yourself into <laughs> because, <laughs> because you drink drive. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember when I w- was at uni working at a bar mm. and doing similar, like, because uni, you sort of, you were done when you were done. It wasn't like uh, lectures or anything because we were building stuff. Yeah. So I remember once, like, doing nine till nine at uni, but like buildings we got behind on a build, and then like going straight from there to the nightclub that I worked at. Oh. And then. I was there until like 6am and I just fell asleep behind the bar. But it was like, it was a nightclub. <laughs> like, how have you fallen asleep? And like, yeah. Like, Please believe me when I say it, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I, th- I think it's because of the impermanence of university, like when you get a job there, the depression doesn't set in because you, mm. you match it with, you know, oh, I work in this bar and I'm, I'm not sleeping, but I'm, I'm in this... I'm in university for another two years or one year, so this it matches. Yeah. And I do. I, I've always worked. I do like working. Like some people go to university and they just use the student loan. Like how? Oh yeah. well, I suppose mummy and daddy. Yeah, that's it. And that that was another thing that annoyed me with uni was like I, my student loan didn't cover my rent, so it was like I mean it it helped mm. obviously, but when you're trying to, you know, you have I had to work. That wasn't an option. Yeah. And I just think it's really... Uh, university is built for the people who mum and dad can pay for everything, isn't it, really? Because you have to... It's like, oh, you know, like every now and again, they're like, oh, you have to stay late tonight. I'm like, well, I've got work, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
what what can you you know? Yeah, I I, I quite enjoyed that getting a job at uni though. Like it was the fir- I think it was the first bar job. Yeah, it must have been. I, I worked in the student union shop and then the student union bar. Yeah. Which then led me to be able to run for office there. Nice. So I was I was the vice president there, which no one would have voted for me if they hadn't been like, oh, that's the the guy who's born behind the bar. Yeah. And he gets drunk. Did that, um, I don't know, did that help with uni being part of the SU? Because I shirked yeah, yeah. it, but like, you were very... I was a big involved. part of the SU. I think, because it was a small campus, Northampton, and you either drove home at the weekend, or you were stuck there on campus, because it was quite, it was about 45 minutes an hour's walk to the town. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, there was buses, really regular buses, but there was, there was this theory that went around that if you go into town on a Friday or Saturday they go student bashing <laughs> students don't want to go into town Aww. um although to be fair Northampton's pretty rough so yeah there's some element of truth yeah um so you on a Friday we'd just stay in the student union and get drunk yeah with the kind of people who ran the union oh, and they had they had happy hours that were really suitable you'd finish your lecture go straight to the union on a Friday yeah start drinking Go watch like TV between eight and nine, and have a, maybe have a shower, come back, and there was a new happy hour. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Yeah, so it kind of became ingrained in the student union. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Would you would you recommend people do? It? Was it a lot of extra work? Or not really. No, no. I mean, the the great thing about working at a union, the student union, in terms of the bar work, is you can have as many or as little hours as you want. Yeah, I suppose you've got to fit it around yeah. your studies, right? It's you know, because also they're supposed to be there to represent the students, so it's a it's a bit <laughs> they can't claim to be like we're the voice of the students. Yeah, and then no, you have to come in tomorrow and miss <laughs> your lecture. So that was good, and they had stuff like uh, you know the team football day and stuff like that. Like there was a real cohesion, yeah. and actually, because <laughs> I I knew the bouncers from the student union, they were lads from the rugby team who'd got um, the, is it, it's not CLB, what's the, no, the security. DBS? Yeah, yeah. S- where you wear your library card. SCS, and... <laughs> but that's a sofa company. <laughs> SIS. They'd all got sofas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're all badged up as, yeah. you know. Um, so being out in town sometimes, I'd get in trouble because I can be a scamp. <laughs> and yeah. there'd just be these huge rugby lads would be behind me like, what's going on, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Um, so that was handy, getting to getting to make friends. Yeah. Always fun. Yeah, the friends we made along yeah. the way. Yeah. What was the scampiest thing you did? Oh. Uh, well, I'd, I'd never steal a drink from someone in a bar because that's very irresponsible. It is, there could be drugs in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've all done minesweeping at, yes. at university. And yes. uh, we used to challenge each other to like, the best mind sweep, how you could do and my mate wants mind sweep someone's drink out of their hand. What? Yeah, he was like, I'll show you he's talking to this girl and he was like, Yeah, I'll show you how you do this and he he grabbed the drink, put it on the table to do something with the hands, but it was it was like to distract her about like you know, imagine if you say drumming or piano. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, and that's how you do it and then just picked up the drink, walked away. Wow. Yeah, so that that was pretty scampy. Yeah, that's real scampy. Yeah. We actually that that guy, he yeah. On a night that he got dumped, we took him out into town, and it was a Saturday, and we are like, none of us can afford the beer prices. So we were like, right, you need to get drunk. You're going to drink everything that we mind-sweep for you. So, And we, he was in the toilets throwing up in that nightclub that I would then go on to work yeah. for. And some guy was like, is your pal okay? And we explained, we were like, he's just been dumped by his girlfriend. He's having a real rough night, uh, and we're giving him everything that we're mind-sweeping. And the guy gave us his beer. He was like, oh, oh there you go. <laughs> but um, when he comes out, his throat yeah. will be dry, yeah. won't it? <laughs> so not all bad, Northampton. Um, but that's, you're going back over a decade. So that's, yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't steal drinks in a bar now. No, not at all. That'd be an, an awful thing to do. Yeah. Um, I never did much going out like that. I oh, went, you loser. <laughs> I know, right? I went to, I went to Coco's once when I moved down to London. And some guy uh, squeezed my ass, and I just walked home. 
no <laughs> i am too old. and people were texting like catherine where are you you know because like the girls stick together yeah and i was like i oh, know it's a one squeeze my ass i don't like going out in london it's not got a very threatening camden the mm. most threatening place i'm from a rough place and camden last time i was there at night there was an old man on all fours just screaming outside of the station Oh, he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it was really scary. Yeah, you put 20p in him and <laughs> ride him for four minutes. <laughs> oh, the sad thing is, I reckon he probably wouldn't yeah. do that. I um, ran out of 20p's, though. I've <laughs> got a penny jar yeah. over there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kids in poisoning us. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, in the daytime, you're like, oh god, it's great, look how quirky it is, look at all the tourists, and at night it's just, and we get beaten up. Mm. There's a there's a bar in Camden that I don't mind, is it the King William? Probably not. It's kind of up, up towards Regent's Parkway where it's like a rock bar, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Went to the, is it the World's End? Yeah, yeah. That one's quite nice. Yeah, I I paid, uh, I think, £6 for a pint of Diet Coke in there, and I was what? like, yeah. Because they just put it through as two halves, three pound each. This, this whole town is just designed to steal money off you. It is, it's awful. Which is why you need a job, which is what the podcast is about. Exactly. So it's relevant if you're listening going, wait a minute, they've tricked me into <laughs> listening to Bad Mav in London. <laughs> Actually, I say it's nice. Uh, there was no locks or toilet paper, but there was a toilet attendant. And I, there was piss everywhere. And I was too awkward to ask. But I was like, are you actually doing your job? Or are you just sitting yeah. in a toilet? Because um, I've done that job. And, you know, you're just like, I'm just going to... You've done the toilet attendant job? Like, I work for an agency. So oh, I was like, and you sit in the toilets. Okay. Um, oh, that... I, I worked for an agency for a while. Um, what are you doing? Well, that... It was just bar stuff. Okay. But there was... That was when I was uh, in my second year in uni, I think. Yeah. And I had an awful one where we they hired a load of bar staff, and the the thing that went out said, "Make sure you're wearing a white shirt and black trousers." And the next day, I was working at a cocktail bar on campus, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, "White shirt, black trousers, you have to wear that." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, so I'll go do this job." This it's it says that you don't get back to like three, but that's fine. I'll just come in, catch like four hours sleep and then go up and do because it was like a, a, a sports day um, yeah. and I was like yeah I can I can get that done showed up and the first job that we were doing was a rave what? it was a rave it was like a rave in the woods where they put up like a huge tent yeah like huge huge talking like the size of tents they have in like Creamfields yeah and they were like alright it's all tokens there's no money so make sure you just switch uh, the booze for tokens. Why are you guys all in white shirts and black trousers? And we looked. All the bar staff that they had hired themselves were just in casual. They were like, no, you're going to be here for hours. And, and it, because it was a rave, it was all mud. Oh, God. So by the end of this thing, it was three in the morning, covered yeah. in mud. Yeah. Um, Like, even my shirt had mud, where, like, because you're carrying crates, yeah. moving stuff. Um, those clothes I needed to wear the next day oh, up at the cocktail bar. So I got in at like four. I, I just got in the shower in the clothes. <laughs> no. uh, washed them all off. Yeah. Luckily, my housemates threw away. Cause I think it was over summer like because people went home, but I, was, yeah. I couldn't afford it. I needed a job. So I got in the shower, just washed all the mud off in the clothes, then put them in the washing machine. Yeah. Then tumble dried them. So I had to stay awake uh, to tumble dry them twice. Yeah. Um, ironed my clothes. Then got so I had twenty minutes sleep, got up to the campus and this was then the Sunday. Yeah. So sports day. Saw the guy working on the thing and he was in casual and he was like, Why are you wearing your normal stuff when it's a casual Sunday? And uh, I just started laughing like the like the Joker. Yeah. Like, to to have both both events where I didn't need to oh. wear these clothes. Yeah, because I suppose they just send it. It's just copy and paste. Yeah. Agencies isn't are it? bastards. They're, they're awful. Yeah. Uh, they take half a fucking wage. Yeah. Uh, Shall we start one? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we can move out of this drawer that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Oh, man. So how long were you at the agency then? I think that was just kind of over the summer because oh, okay. I'd not go back to the student union. Yeah. If there's no students, you don't need to work at the student union. That is a solid point. Well, I'd say that I've got a permanent scar from working at the student union. Really? Yeah. They kind of, it's, this is obviously for a podcast, you can't really see it, but no. if you squint, yeah, you see there on the bridge of my neck. Oh, yeah. That is from, uh, instead of paying to get kind of handymen out to do the refurbishments in the bar, they just got the staff in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was drilling a sign and putting it up. And the sign fell down. I was up on a ladder. The sign fell down and came right in between my glasses and my face. Oh, God. Uh, and I was, for a second, I was like, oh, that's smart. That's, and then just blood all over my eyes. Uh, and I went off to the hospital. They put stitches in. And then, because uh, the guy who I lived with was also working at the student union, he came back and he was like, so I spoke to the boss and he said he's going to pay you for the full day. Good. And genuinely. And I was like, it's. I'll probably sue him. What are you about? Yeah. But then annoyingly, I got into office. Um, <laughs> into office. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, 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 you know, you, you run for election. Yeah. So I'd already been voted in at this point. Yeah. So by the time any idea of like suing the student union came up, I was the vice president of the student union. I so I would, have been, I would have been suing myself. <laughs> and the general manager was like, "You can. that's a thing you can do. You can do that. But I was, I was like, we're already having budget problems. I don't want to be in meetings discussing like, well, this guy's suing us. <laughs> Who? Me. <laughs> um, and I got, I've got a cool, sexy scar out of it. Yeah. It's like right across the face. Yeah, well, it covers. It makes my face interesting because if you take the glasses off, yeah, that just looks like a shaved potato. Yeah, so, <laughs> you're like Tyrion Lannister. Yes, the later yeah. years. Yeah, because of all the whores. Yes, plugged by whores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of the ending of Game of Thrones? Ah, uh, shite on it. It was so. so that was a job <laughs> to watch that. Yeah. Uh, and we yeah. we went and watched it at like. Did it come out at two? We walked up the road uh, to Maddie Campion, who's previously been on here, and she lives up the road. We went and watched it. Oh no! Can you but imagine? Then, like we all felt it was it was going to be bad because mm. the whole season was like, "This is what we're doing." Yeah. Um, it just stank of those those poor fellas being like, "We want to move on to something else." Yeah. We don't want to write this anymore. <laughs> Like when you got to do the washing up, or yeah. do a bad job, and then you can't make us do it anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so weird. It's same. I I loved Lost. Oh my god! I adored Lost. Me and my friend Thomas Jones, who yes, that means his name's Tom Jones. Love it. We would we would that's back at the time of like if you were torrenting something, it would take two hours for one episode. So we'd be up. All right, get out in America this time. So we'll. We'll start downloading it, and then we'll go to sleep, and then we'll wake up, and every single episode was like, oh my god, what is happening? And then I think I stopped watching three episodes before the very end, Yeah. where I just went, this isn't going to end enjoyably. No. And I've still never seen the last episode of Lost. Honestly, I saw it through to the end because I loved it. I mm. thought it was amazing. I bought all of fan, like the fiction books and stuff that went with it. And it was, it was off. I can't tell you what happened in the last episode. It was real bad. I think it was basically like, and they were dead all along. Yeah, that was because yeah. when season one came out, everyone went, oh, it's a purgatory. And the writers were like, no. When they were like, oh, shit, they worked us out. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. Um, and I, I, it was so dis. I think what's good, though, is being in you. I'm older than you, aren't I? I'm, yeah. Um, How many? I'm 33. Okay, I'm 27 soon. Oh, right, so the age I was when Lost came to an end, it was it was a good point to tell you that life was going to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people watching Game of Thrones now who are young, and they've got to that and gone, oh, things don't always work out well. Yeah. So in that way, maybe they were doing us a favour. Yeah, it's like the death of a pet. Yeah. Preparing you for grandma. Yeah, Game of Thrones being shit is the death of a pet for millennials. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, 
no, don't worry, it's fine. By the time I'm in my mid-twenties, I'll have my own house. Uh, and then you just end up living with more and more people yeah. and getting further and further away from the dream. Maybe that's why they keep adding characters toward the end of those shows, is to show you people are going to come into your life who you don't like. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they'll pop in and out. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just stay there, and that's your life now. Yeah, sometimes you got to share a bathroom with them for three years. Or a bath. Yeah. Because you can't afford the water. Yeah. Welcome to happy, happy times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, we can talk. What, uh, what, what's been your best job? Best job? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do you know, I was, I looked my way into being a contracted business analyst for Barclays. Yeah. Which was amazing because it was £350 a day. What? And I did it for two years. <gasps> That's so and many money. it was the money. best time of my life. Um. Although, well, as I said, that student union job was good. Yeah. When I was in office, yeah, because that was that was one of them where you have genuine moments of like, oh my god, I've just helped someone. Like there's a, a moment that'll stay with me. This is this is where I share my soft side. Yeah. But remember, I still stole drinks. Um, yeah. There's this. There's a an international student, and his grasp of English wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. And he'd been. Uh, he was getting kicked off the course, which would have meant he was getting kicked out of the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, <laughs> do you know, have you, heard, you must know Turnitin, which is what lecturers use. When you when you hand in a, an essay, the lecturers put it through this software, which tells you how much of it has been copied from other sources. Right. And this, and I think the threshold is like 17% or something, because you, you use quotes in your essays. Yeah. And this guy's turn it in and come up at 40%. So 40% of his essay was just copied from other places. Oh, up the internet. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I had to go as a representative of the student union. He had to put forward his argument to the dean of that school. Um, and I was there kind of, and normally you just sit in and make sure kind of the university isn't strong-arming a student or they're not putting words in the mouth. Because this guy's English wasn't great. I was kind of talking for him and kind of, I'd have to go, hey, that's not what he means. He, When he says that, he means this. Um, and I left the meeting just thinking, this guy's done for. He's, there's no way they're letting him stay. Yeah. And like four days later, he sees me in the car park of the student union, runs over and hugs me and he's like, I'm staying, I'm staying. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's, that's like a, a nice moment, I think. Um and then he got hit by a car. No, <laughs> no, I think he was, he was all right. Um, yeah, and then the next term he was departed. <laughs> yeah, obviously we were like, whoa, hang on. Um, no, so that was, that was a nice job in terms of you'd have those warm moments and people, the range of stuff you did. Like people, someone came in once and said, my boyfriend's just beat me up and he's still in halls. Sure. So I had to call police. Yeah. Um, but then her, Obviously, that doesn't feel nice, but it feels nice that you're doing something. Well, yeah, you're helping people and people can Whereas come the, the Barclays job felt nice because it was money. Yeah. And it was it was nice having money. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a, a relief, isn't it? Yeah. Stress-wise. I mean, I should, I should have done more with it, probably. <laughs> Invested <laughs> it. Yeah, that would have been smart. I helped my mate with his mortgage, which, um, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which he paid me back over time. Yeah. Uh, but that would just meant that he could kind of get set up yeah. with his life a bit easier. Um, and, like, send my mum and dad on a few trips. Yeah. They didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> you murdered your family. Yes, I murdered my family. That's, yeah. that's the thing, is once you start working for a bank, you you don't need uh, family ties. No, no. Like uh, you managed to get the uh, the money from the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one pound house. <laughs> the one pound house. The one pound house did originate in my town in Liverpool, mm. Bootle. Yeah. I'm very proud of. Yeah. I, I could have bought 350 of them for <laughs> one day's work. That's what I should have done. <laughs> Property tycoon. <laughs> Bootle. Oh, man. I could, it could have been the new Robbie Fowler. <laughs> no. Um, oh. Yeah, that was good. And I went to India with Barclays. Um, oh, I remember you telling me about yeah. India. Uh, that was really fluky because that was one where I, um, the job that they required out in India, I didn't know how to do. <laughs> but the nice. day, so they, they, I, I was a trainer for Barclays. Yeah. And 
one day we all came in and they we didn't know that India was a thing that was happening. Yeah. Um, and they said to everyone, we're going to test you on calculators. Mm-hmm. As in, this was just something to that you calculate something. Uh, but my job was kind of working out if something should be calculated, not the actual numbers. Yeah. But the day before, for some reason, I came in from work, went to the toilet, and we all like a read when we go to the toilet. Of course, yeah. And instead of picking up the book that I had been enjoying, I picked up a how-to guide on calculators that I'd just randomly printed off. Read the first eight pages of a 16-page guide, came in the next day, all the questions had been ripped from that first eight pages. Yeah. So I got the best out of our team. <laughs> and then uh, ended up on a stag do a couple of weeks later, got a text saying, um, yeah, so you're going to be training this out in India. So we need to get your visa sorted and all this. Uh, so I was sat in this meeting with all the other calculator experts. And there was one guy who I'd been out for a drink with before. And I said to him, I took him to one side and I was like, I don't really know these. I just answered properly from the questions they gave me. Can you train me this on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, we'll have a laugh out there. These are piss easy. You'll be fine. When we got there, um, the people that were working there were like, we haven't got the right license for these calculators. So we're going to have to do the thing. And it was the, the thing that I was doing in operations. Yeah. So when we got there, they were like, oh, Jamie's the only one who knows how to actually do this <laughs> thing. I was like, this is so flicky. This is amazing. Yeah. So I ended up spending eight months in India. Nice. Like um, together? Or no, separate. so I did, I did. It got a bit depressing because it was three months mm-hmm. and it was they wanted longer. So they, originally they said seven weeks. You're going to go out to India for seven weeks. That turned into three months, which with every two weeks being... Oh, we're sending you home after this. And then they go, no, we can't because we can't get people out. We need you to carry on training people or they've ramped up the project. And then they wanted us there for another four weeks. And we went, no, we're going home. Yeah. I need to see. I'm paying rent on somewhere. I I, I just need to see. I need to see baked beans. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we went home, went home for two weeks. Then they sent us back. Um, same deal where they were like, you'll just be out here for a couple of weeks. We're out there for two months. Mm. Came back and thought it was over. Um, and then I actually got driving lessons. Like my mates bought me driving lessons and they were like, you're going to learn how to drive. This is great. And then they're like, you're the only one with a visa, your team. So you have to go back. Uh, so we went back for another three months. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, we were like, well, that's, I'm done. But then again, that was... That was good because we saved a load of money. Mm. All I was paying UK wise was my rent. Yeah. But you, they pay for you, your food, your drink. Yeah. And we got on really well with the hotel staff because most, most like Westerners when they go out there, they're just head head down on a BlackBerry, don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Very dismissive of staff. Um. Whereas we'd be like, oh hey, what's your name? When's your birthday? What you do? Yeah. Like when it was Diwali, we got a load of cupcakes in from the bakery. Just went around to all the staff. Yeah. Um, giving cupcakes out. Oh. Um, which probably didn't make us look very professional. No. But, but we didn't care. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do you know what, what isn't professional? Telling someone they're going for seven weeks and then three exactly. months later. Yeah. But that was the job doing that because the people on the project were impressed with how I'd kind of took hold of it and said, all right, well, if we're training these people, need to do this, you need to do this. Um, that was what got me the contract job because really I wasn't at a level where I should have got that job but they were like he did well on this so we can keep him on yeah so was it like uh did you actually get to sort of see India or was it like when they're oh my god I've been to all of these countries but I've just been in an office so it was in Chennai which is an industrial city yeah um which means it's the whole place is just these big buildings for IBM, Barclays. Um, so we, we kind of got to see it on the weekend. Yeah. Of an evening, you'd, most of the time, you'd just be knackered. So you'd go back to the hotel. The hotels would have pools and, um, you know, gym. So you wouldn't really need to leave. And there wasn't much kind of outside. But yeah. on the weekend, it was, we got really friendly with the driver. So you get a driver for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it cost twenty pounds. Yeah, and we just thought we were getting in a taxi the first time, so we were talking to the guy. And we're like, "All oh, right, team, mate." And it was a forty-minute ride from the hotel to the where we were working. Yeah. Um, and his name was Babu. Um, 
And we're like, oh, it's nice to meet you, mate. Okay, bye-bye. Came outside at the end of the day, and he was still there in the car park. And we're like, oh, it's it's you again. And he was like, no, I've been here the whole time. Oh. <laughs> and so over eight months, we got really friendly with this guy. Yeah. So, um, he like he took us to meet his his family, oh. um, which was like a big thing because he was like, oh, there's these businessmen who are coming to see the family. <laughs> um, we take him out clubbing. Yeah. Um. So that was that was nice, and he'd kind of he, he, the first weekend he took us to the zoo. Yeah. Um, and it was great because it was like hanging around with a mate, but we just paid the company that he worked for. Yeah. His daily rate. Um, he was kind of like Pretty Woman in a way. Like <laughs> pretty Babu. <laughs> yeah, Pretty Babu. Yeah. Um, I've actually got a cup at home of us all on a on a mug. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing that. Uh, he, the first week he took us to the zoo, and we were like, "This is a zoo in like." in south india do we know like how how safe are we right now <laughs> and he, he's walking down uh, the road in between like different uh parts of the zoo and he jumps up and he goes snake 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 and we're all like oh fuck this is it i'm gonna die this is it, i'm gonna die and he bursts out laughing and he's been pointing at just a stick <laughs> that's in the in the street yeah and we're like yeah you got us okay we're all the pussies from England. <laughs> He'll have gone home and told people that. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but that, I mean, it, there's worse things. I lost a lot of weight in India as well. Yeah. Because you, you do get the shit. Yeah. That's, that's a real thing. Is that food hygiene? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it wasn't just me undercooking my own food. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it, weirdly, it was food hygiene in the kind of five-star hotels. Really? Yeah, like we were staying at the Hilton and it was normally something from there. Yeah, you would imagine you'd be Whereas sick. when we were eating street foods, absolutely fine. Really? And the way that the, the like sometimes people give us food in the office, the way it works is um, one guy would bring in uh, chickpeas, one guy would bring in chapatis. Everyone brings in an ingredient. Yeah. And then you sit there in a team and you just share food. Oh, that's nice. So if someone was like, oh, my wife wasn't able to make food last night, uh, they still got fed. Yeah. So we'd come in and people would be like, oh, you've not tried this. That food, absolutely fine. Yeah. But once you, when you're eating in the hotels, the Radisson was bad. Yeah, I really? said it. I'm calling out the Radisson. Yeah, Radisson Blue. Yeah, Radisson Blue. We used to get sick from Radisson Blue all the time. Because that, like, in every travel guide that I've seen of India, it's like, hotels, like, you'll be fine. But street food, avoid because you know. Mm. Well, I think one well, allegedly, isn't it that you drink bottled water, but you forget that if you're having a soft drink, the ice, yeah, is tap water. Yeah. Um, and that was a problem because we'd be getting hammered on the weekends, like because it was long hours, and sometimes you'd have to stay behind. And we would, we were set up to train people. You'd have a two week block of we're training them then we're getting them accredited which means they have to show that they understand it and then they go out onto the floor and they work and if you didn't train someone and get them accredited in that two weeks that's it they were done like really yeah so there was a pressure like a lot of fridays would be oh no we have to stay behind because there's like four people who still haven't passed this case yeah and if they don't pass it they don't have a job on monday yeah so you know we weren't dickheads we'd yeah. We'd say, all right, well, we'll stay behind, go over this with them, kind of make sure that they understand where they go wrong before. Um, so come Friday, you'd be knackered from a week of, like, getting people over the line. Yeah. So you'd just go up to, there was, like, a nice rooftop rooftop bar in the island and just get hammered. Yeah. And I'm assuming you were on salary, so you weren't getting paid extra for saying that. Oh, yeah, no, no. Um. But that, again, that was okay because we all had corporate cards. Yeah. Where a soft drink, a, a lemonade was 250 rupees, which is about three pounds. Yeah. Um, and a vodka lemonade was 250 rupees. What? So, yeah, same, <laughs> absolutely same. Yeah. So the bar staff, because we, we looked like they got on really well with us, they put it through, but then they give us a separate receipt for just a lemonade. Yeah. So after Friday, we'd be able to say, like, We'd have eleven receipts that said lemonade. Yeah, just... yeah. so hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Um, spending money really was just if we went kind of 
to a nightclub where you can't really justify. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, I had a question there. I forgot what I was going. What was I going to ask? There uh, you go. What's the drinking culture like there? Ah, so Chennai is a dry state. Right. Uh, which means... <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so it means that all of the bars and clubs are in hotels. Right. Is that... So it's very weird. Private property sort of thing? Yeah. And we, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was... I think it's more that the government allows that to happen. But you wouldn't just come across a pub. Right, I see. Um, so we actually we went to one nightclub once, and it was in a different hotel. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's very weird because you're walking through a lobby, like yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> um, we did. We went to one house party once, uh, which was very weird, because um, people were just kind of sipping beers, and then you had four English lads like. Oh my god, we're, we're not paying for beers here. This is amazing. <laughs> um, so we drank a bit too much there, but there's there's not a big drinking culture. What was annoying is it was only in the last month that we were there we realised it's half an hour's flight from Chennai Airport to Sri Lanka. Yeah. And it cost nothing to go, uh, and we could have been doing it for eight months. We could have been going to Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, the whole time we've been there, because we were, like, kind of going stay crazy in these hotels. Yeah. And we could have just been flying to Sri Lanka yeah. every single Friday night. Oh. <laughs> and, and I think the cost was, like, 50 quid. Wow. Um, so that that was a kick. But then we did, you know, we, we went to some other places. We we turned down going to see the Taj Mahal. Why? Um, like, the Barclay said, you've, you've done great on this project, so we're going to send everyone. Yeah. To the Taj Mahal. Who yeah. wants to go? And we were like, you know what? We're so knackered. I can't give up that weekend because that's a sleep weekend. Fair um, enough. And our mate Stu, one lad on the team, Stu, he was like, I'll go. So he, he said he was going to go with a couple of the girls who wanted to go. And they, they were flying out on the Saturday morning. And we were like, Stu's betrayed us here because he's going to do something culturally significant. So on the Friday night, we got hammered and made sure Stu got hammered as well. So come the Saturday morning, the girls had to get him up and dress him, and he he couldn't talk on the plane. Oh. Like he had the worst time, yeah. <laughs> and he now hates the Taj Mahal. Oh, you're so cruel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But it, it, that made us happy, and it was that kind of environment of like play pranks on each other. Yeah. We had a code word for because you get the shit, um, probably three times a, probably twice a week. Wow. You you have a day where you're like, oh, it's a bad day. Yeah. Um, like, well, at one point, my mate Phil, he had to work from the toilet with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, the dirty washing bin turned upside down with his laptop on it. Really? And he was like, I can't. If I go there, you drink water, it just comes through you. So we had to have a code word. If we'd be training people, and we're like, oh, I've got to go call Sarah. Right. That was saying to the other person who was in the room, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. Um, so... That was that was like a, it kind of brings you together in yeah. that environment. Yeah, like ask for Angela. Yeah, yeah. If your bowels are abu- being abusive, yeah. on this day. <laughs> yeah, ask. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. They must yeah. have known. I mean, they must have known because we would. Yeah. We'd come back pale and sweat. <laughs> oh God! I mean, yeah, that is so different because you would imagine over a period of eight months, you would get used to it. To some extent, you'd think. What is weird is I before I went out, uh, I was a I was very much a I'll have a coma kind of person. Yeah. Couldn't handle spices at all. Then. Um. Got back. Love it. Really. Yeah. I suppose it's done properly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's more you you didn't have a choice. Yeah. Like uh, most things were spicy. Yeah. So it was just all right. Get used to this. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't. You, you didn't want to go somewhere and kind of go, oh, what's that got on it? Yeah, so, I'll have an omelette. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of opened my mind quite a bit, to, like opening my mind to opening my mouth. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, I look, isn't it weird how uh, takeaways, omelette is always the English option? Yeah. I'm not a big omelette girl. I don't no. know. I mean, I have them every now and again. I love an egg, but... I wouldn't go to a takeaway and be like, I'll uh, have an omelette, please. Yeah. <laughs> For me, an omelette is just ruined scrambled eggs. 
Yeah. Like, I, I prefer scrambled egg. Yeah, we're stuffing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're really getting to the bottom of some hard-hitting stuff here. We are. I didn't realise you were going to grill me so hard. I know, right? Brexit's fast approaching, but yeah. fuck that shit. Omelettes or scrambled egg? Right, call in. Yeah. Uh, tweet, you're on Twitter, aren't you? I am, yeah. The podcast itself isn't, but fuck it, tweet me. And tweet Catherine or me with just scrambled egg or uh, omelette. Yeah. No context. No, no. If you listen to this in two years' time, tweet us. Yeah, still do it. Yeah. But the phone line's never close. No. At yeah. zero hours. Because we're always here for you. We are. Uh, apart from... No, no. Yeah, your boss isn't there for you, but we're no. here for you. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> yeah. I remember when I was at college, uh, one of our uh, students was having a rough time and she was in the toilet crying and we'd gone in. And we were like, no, oh, it'll be all right, don't worry, you know, because we were, there weren't many girls. And uh, they'd, clearly the the guy tutors had clearly sent the only woman who was a receptionist oh. <laughs> in to like, no, go on, go, on, go and see how she is. Get her out of there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were, uh, this, this receptionist just comes in and she's like, honestly, you know, if ever you need to talk, there are people. And just like, <laughs> not me. Don't That's talk nice to me. because you know you you you're doing some of the work yourself. You have to go find out. Yeah. It's like watching a Christopher Nolan movie. She's you know. Yeah. She's she's come away from that conversation having to locate them people. Yeah. You don't want it, you know, written on a card for you. No. Do some investing because then when she finds them people, she feels like she's earned their, yeah. their advice. Well, exactly. Uh, she never found those people. Oh, no. Uh, I don't think those people actually existed. I think that the receptionist oh. just really didn't want to be there. <laughs> you know, there are people who are waiting to use this toilet. <laughs> exactly. I think she was probably talking more like Samaritans. Um, but, you know, you don't want to waste the time with college stuff. Do you? No. If you're a student calling Samaritans, you wait, wait till you get out of university. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Real bad. <laughs> I love giving terrible advice. <laughs> yeah. If you're a student, drop out. Just yeah. drop out and follow your dream of protesting. Yeah, drop out. Uh, let the debt start accruing mm. uh, early doors so you'll never be able to afford to go back to uni. Uh, and also don't have a degree, just a shitload of debt. Yeah, when you apply for a credit card, what you want to do is have five different devices open mm-hmm. and apply for five different credit cards at the exact same time. Yeah. So that they're getting the same report on how your life is financially before it says, oh, no, he's just applied for four credit cards. Ah. And then you can live off that if you die early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the plan. You're buying money. Yeah. I, uh, I've I've never had a credit card uh, because they wouldn't give me one because I don't, I don't know. Zero hours podcast. My first credit card uh, I got accidentally. Ah. So I thought it was a Burton store card. What? Yeah, I went into Burton. Uh, this is as a fresher at university. Went into Burton, um, and the guy was like on the phone. Was I was like, yeah, shopping Burton all the time. Sure, you know, I'm flash. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I left, and then someone came through the post, and I was like, this is your credit card. What? And I was like, yeah, Burton do credit cards. What? A lot of places do credit cards. Oh my um, god. And. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I've got a credit card. This is cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then that's what started my life of debt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. What a beautiful story. Yeah. Thanks. It's yeah. <laughs> great. You wouldn't think someone who would get tricked into getting a credit card because they thought it was a store card would end up doing co- like fairly well at Barclays. Yeah. But that's how we had the crash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you 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 get get hired in one of them banks. Look around and go, oh, this is this is what happened. Yeah, uh, oh, we're uh, we're having viewings at the house. We've got people looking through a bedroom window because oh, I forgot hello. to. Uh, don't turn around. Uh, don't don't make eye contact with them. <laughs> just, uh, uh, they're um, I mean, sorry, the studio window. Yeah, the studio. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're viewing the studio for their podcast. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's called BBC uh, Podcast. Yeah, uh, BBC. Um, we all have full time jobs. Uh, po- podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but hopefully they'll be gone soon. Um, and I, 
probably shouldn't be just shouldn't have spoken about it. To be fair, um, if you can't handle a live audience for your podcast, you know, you, you're not very ambitious. I'm we not, should get no. them in. Yeah, I've got a lot in the window. Live versions of podcasts are always more fun. They are. Mm. Have you been to any? Uh, I live don't think so. No. More fun for the people who are there. Yes. Yeah. I've been to two. One yeah. I got dragged along to, didn't know what it was, and they had so many in references, and oh, no. I didn't get what any of them. I can't remember, <laughs> but at one point you had to shout something. And, and they're like, you know what to do. And everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, <laughs> you, you sure? <laughs> uh, I kill dogs. Wait, is that no? <laughs> oh. Uh, and then the other one was all killing no filler. I love that one. Ah, okay. Oh, Kiri's one. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very good. Uh, I I still have to end up reading up about the serial killers afterwards. But, oh. Uh, because there's an awful lot of chat in it. Um, oh, is that about killers? Yeah. No, killers. Oh, I'll kill that guy. Yeah, it's very good. I do like my favourite murder. Yeah. I haven't listened to it in a while though. I think I've listened to like one of those. Didn't like them. Um, I just, I'm not very good at sticking with podcasts. If you're listening to this, ladies, yeah, you got turned down. What? By I'm just if the okay. if the people who run one of the most podcasts in the one of the most popular podcasts <laughs> in the world are listening to Zero Hours, which they should be. Yeah, everyone should be. Um way too good for you yeah yeah sure yeah uh but i'll, I'll probably get it now, so don't worry guys <laughs> so, um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm fickle are you, are you sponsored was... no uh i was trying so hard to get sponsorship uh from spicy basil and kilburn high road have you been there no oh my god well, i'm gonna go so now good. you totally should it's halal uh it's like thai cuisine uh it's very good though um when I lived in Kilburn, uh, like we went twice a week, uh, and it's very affordable as well. You can oh, nice. eat in our takeaway. Um, I'll give that a go. Spicy basil. Spicy Soon basil. to be the sponsor of Zero Hours podcast. Yeah, I kind of give up on asking them. I did it at <laughs> early days. Oh, never quit. Yeah. I I bug Toby Carvery once a day. Yeah. Um, that's that's my. Eventually, the the ideal job is that I just work for Toby Carvery promoting them. Yeah. Um. You could be like when Jack D was the first of John Smith's beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the Jared from Subway. Yeah. Well, I hope it works out for you, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Do you know what <laughs> happened true. to Jared from Subway then? Uh, no, no. He was arrested for being a paedophile. Oh, cool. Uh, but he was thin when he went into jail. Yeah. So he was a good spokesman. Yeah, well, you know, I hope, I hope that one day you can be arrested for being a Keep, you know, you work hard enough. That's the dream. Uh, yeah. I should say that I, no, no one's a paedophile. No one's a paedophile. Unless Josh, you're not a... Oh, I don't think I am. No, Josh no, doesn't no. think he's a paedophile. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no. What, what route we went down? Oh, God. What a... What a start. Well, oh, my God, it's been nearly an hour. So, uh, I suppose all that's left to say is, uh, do you have anything to plug? Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, I run um, gigs with uh, two other comedians, Hubert Mayer and Alexandra Haddo. We're well, I mean, called... Hubert's not really a comedian, is he? No, no, no. He's good at admin. Yeah. He's very good at admin. Um, I mean, let him have him for five. Yeah, he jumps on the stage for a bit to test the sound. Um, but when if this goes out in time, the 28th of November yeah. is our next big gig. It's called Comedy Gold at Usain Bolt's restaurant called tracks and records um, he's got a restaurant yeah yeah and he he was in there on the day that we were gonna get, take flyers in and decided to go for a pint instead yeah and then i was looking at instagram and i saw oh you saying bolton and i was like mm. oh wow we could have got a picture of him holding one of our flyers but he, he liked one of my pictures though so i'll take oh, that yeah, yeah. or at least his social media manager from his account liked one of our pictures. Yeah, no, no, he liked it. He liked it, yeah, he liked it. He's probably looking at it for ages. Yeah. Look at these cool guys. Yeah. Um, What's it called? If Where do people find that? So, if they go on to uh, WTD Comedy, which is short for What's the Deal, because we're hacks, uh, WTD Comedy on Instagram, or WTD Comedy on Facebook, or at Comedy WTD on Twitter, there'll be information about all our upcoming gigs. And we have we have fun with our Twitter account. Like we do Wordplay Friday, so we have little challenges because um, it's a bit boring when people just use social media to advertise stuff. Yeah. 
So we we kind of use it to mess with each other as well. So I used an I used Instagram a couple of weeks ago to say here's a picture of Hubert and he'll be doing five minutes uh, next week on running a half marathon, um, which he didn't know he was going to do. So he then had to go and write that material. I thought you were going to say then had to go and run a half marathon. Well, no, he did. We knew he was doing the half marathon. We, right. He, so he did that. Um, but it just made him, while he was running, have to think, like, now I've got to do these jokes as well. Yeah. How am I going to make this funny? Yeah. So we, we run, we've got a few things that we've got. There's Love Laughs at Love Shack Comedy, which is yeah. in a vegan cafe. Uh, Comedy Gold at uh, Tracks and Records. And Comedy at the Stag's Head, which is at the Stag's Head. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, should go. Yeah, yeah. everyone go. Yeah. Go now. Yeah. Don't go now. Unless it's unless it's the first or third Tuesday of the month, don't go to Stag's Head for comedy. Mm. But go anyway, it's a great pub. Yeah. Um but come to all the gigs. All yeah. And Love Shack has always got dogs. Yes, there's always a dog at Love Shack. And, and we I love like the guys. Them. I know. They're they're yeah. very big on uh, getting rid of plastic. Yeah. And keeping dogs alive. Keep your dogs alive. Yeah, yeah, good. And keep them plastic dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the dream. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I think anything else? No, that's it. That's no. it. My well, life is just gigging and doing podcasts and Toby Carvery. Oh, I'll plug Toby Carvery. Yeah, they're also our sponsors. Yeah, Snaresbrook on the central line. Get yeah. yourself to Toby Carvery. Great, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye.